The By the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast slash webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. Listen, uh, before we get started, I want to say what's up to my co-host, Corey. What's up, brother? What's going on, Jim? How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I ain't got no complaints. Ain't nobody listening, so I'm fair and partly cloudy. But listen, we have another amazing episode. As I always say, make sure you smash the like button. Make sure you share this content. Make sure you subscribe. Send it to your mother, your brother. Just, just make sure that you share this content because what we're doing is highlighting brothers and sisters who are doing amazing things in the community, building businesses, just people doing anything that's positive. And we want to make sure we share these stories because we quick to share the other stories. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I like the ratchet stuff, too. Let's make sure we share these stories. You know what I mean? Um, and we have another special guest. We always bring in special guests. This brother right here is building a platform that I think is very important. It's a huge opportunity in space. And um, we actually disappeared on um, his TV show a couple of days ago. And we had a ball. Um, so we told him, hey, let's bring you on a podcast because we like what you're building. And we want to make sure that people are aware of what you got going on. And um, without further ado, I want to bring on Curtis Brown, a.k.a. King Kurt is in the building. How are you, sir? What to do, y'all? How y'all be? Oh, man, we can't complain, man. Good, Listen, good. Man, you know, um, before we get started, I just want to say, man, congratulations on everything that you got going on. Because, uh, you know, we saw your operation. You know, you're building something that's special, especially for people. Um, I hate the word people of color. Let me say black. Yeah. It's definitely for black folk. It's definitely for black folk. It's definitely for black folk. But before we get into that, um, give our audience a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Um, and what led you to this point to uh, start? And, you know, your, um, your TV show and everything is called, um, you know, HNIC, Head Nerds in Charge. But what led you to this point? Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm right here, right here in Philadelphia from Uptown, um, born and raised. Uh, man, I've, I've only known Philadelphia as home, but I've traveled all over the world and all over the nation. Um, started off as a stand-up comedian, uh, opened up for, like, for the likes of Michael Blackson, Sinbad, a um, couple, you know, Philly local legends. Um, and then it was just a natural progression to start to work in, you know, media as a whole, whether it be television and, and radio. And that's kind of where I cut my teeth, uh, actually behind the camera and okay. writing, writing comedy for other individuals, for shows. And um, then got the opportunity to have a chance to do my own version of what I wanted to do. You know, uh, I was working for this radio station and they said, Hey, look, you've been, we brought you in to do this, but what kind of show would you like? Well, you can't tell me that. Cause I'm, I'm a 100% geek. Okay. And, and it was funny cause there's a subculture in the nerd community called blurs, which is basically black nerds, mm -hmm. which is, which is unique in and of itself because it's it's geekdom and nerddom from the black perspective, and as you know, you know 
with all the Marvel movies and DC, and now TV is the, the number one TV show in the world is The Mandalorian. That's nerd stuff. Yeah. Second, what my personal favorite is <clears throat> Watchmen. Nerd stuff. Yeah. So people people now have accepted geek content or nerd content as popular culture. So it was a perfect fit for me to do a show based on the thing that I loved. And it, it just kind of came easy. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope because um, I think all of us um, have a, have like a little bit of that, like within us, that, that nerd culture. But it's, you know, it's, diff- it's different mediums. So we talked the other day and Corey was talking about some board game that I had never heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, and I had no the, idea. Yo, he imagined the gathering ball. I, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah Magic man. the Gathering. I had no idea what Corey was talking about. I played like, for 20 years. I played yeah. for 20 years. I'd never even heard of that before. But see, for me, though, like, I, I was in the graphic novels. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge reader, so I read books, but graphic novels, um, yeah. specifically because they able to tackle, like, some things that, you know, a lot of other mediums aren't. Like, some of the, like, some of the oh. conversations and topics within those are heavy. Yeah. And I always tell people, I always tell people, my three favorite graphic novel series that if you're gonna if you're gonna jump into the culture or the content, you gotta read Why the Last Man. That's listen, Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> Yo, that I, that right there, and I'm about to kick I, out now. But yeah. that right there by Brian K. Vaughn, Why the Last yeah. Man is fire. When I read that, I was like, oh my God. It's like it changed the whole way I looked at what a comic book could be. Now, here's what here's what's interesting about what just happened. Look at now. You wouldn't quantify yourself necessarily as uh, a nerd or geek or this that, but I named one graphic novel and see how elated you became. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, and that right there, that intrinsically is synonymous across the board because everybody's a little bit of a geek. Everybody's Everybody. got a, that's what everybody's I'm saying. Everybody's got a fandom. It could everybody. be whether it could be whether it's sports. It could be yep. whether it's a TV show. Everybody see, has that, something. That kills me because you know. Fantasy football players, if y'all out there, guess what? You're a nerd. You're just yeah. a statistical nerd. You're an analytical nerd. You just do your an- analysis with sports. I was just setting my fantasy lineup before we did the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had a conversation with this and, um, and someone within the battle rap culture, because I love battle rap, too. And I told oh, him, I said, URL? I said you uh, listen, absolutely, URL, absolutely. But listen, I was telling him, I was like, you do realize this is like some nerd shit, right? <laughs> I said, listen, I said, we're right. sitting up here talking about brothers getting together, um, exchanging poetry. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. you can wow. try to act as tough as wow. you want to. Wow, yo, that's, that's deep. Yeah. No, that's but deep. And we're, trying to, and we're trying to see, and we're trying to see how great of a writer they are. Like, what's their metaphors, their punchlines, similes? Yeah. I'm like, this is really some nerd shit. Like, if you really want to, like, get to the, to the bottom yeah. of it. To the core. Yeah, we can free the core. Yeah, even if it's a gum bar after gum bar after gum bar, we want to see how creative can you be with yeah. telling me you're going to kill me. Like, how creative can you be? <laughs> <laughs> so you really, you really on some Shakespearean? Like, yeah, exactly. The morbid, yeah. Like, look, how you gonna kill me in seven stanzas or less? <laughs> <laughs> That's really all battle rap is. Yeah, yeah. So you're right about that. Everybody has some sort of thing, you know, um, within geek culture. So I mean, I, I totally agree with that. But I think it's amazing to have a platform that shows someone for Black people, like a space for Black mm-hmm. folks, because, um, you know, we can say what we want to, but our culture is a little different. Even though we have our things, we, we relate to it and conversate about it different. And yeah. I learned that just being on Twitter. Bro, you know, it's, and it's crazy because when we first were thinking up names, obviously, I always, I always tell people that we'll never change the name. Like, whether we get put on or not, 
is irrelevant at this point because that's the reason why we built our own platform because I never wanted to be beholden to anybody to, to, to change or augment what we're trying to do because, and it might say, and you know what, it might be problematic to even say, but there will never be, never be a regular non-black host on Head Nerds in Charge. And I've had people come to me and be like, hey, I want to be down there. And I was like, hey, you can come on as a guest host. You can come on to the show as a guest. But the main host will always be people of color. Mm -hmm. And that's important for me specifically because we lack representation in all media platforms across the board. Yeah. And especially black women. That's why... The majority of our hosts, we have about, we have five regular hosts mm -hmm. and three more who are regular co-hosts that cycle in and out. Um, they come from all walks of life. And, but the majority of them are black women mm -hmm. because you do not see enough dope examples of black women in media. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, and that's why I said your platform was very important. But let me ask you a question, because you said you started within radio, working in other places, but now you have your own. What has mm -hmm. been the most difficult thing in, in terms of that transition from just like showing up to work for someone else and running, and running your own platform? <laughs> I know it's probably a, a laundry well, list of yeah, things. I'm not, I'm not even going. I, I but, but what, what do you think is the most difficult? Like, what is the, 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 that transition from becoming like, you know, an employee to an employer? What's, right. what's the biggest like hurdle that you had to get over? Um putting the entire thing on your back and being humble enough to know where you're, where you fall short. Um, it's, you cannot reach the upper echelon of anything by yourself. And that was a hard lesson to learn because, yo, I'm uh I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy. You know, Philly, Philly cats, us boys, we, we, we are the, all right, fine. You don't want to help me? I'll do it on my own, and I'll, 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 I'll grind it out. But I was working, at one point in time, I was working 20 to 24 hours a day, no sleep, just trying to do too much until I put the right team around me who, who said, you're going to burn out. You need to stop now and let us do more. And as I made that transition, the best leaders know how to delegate. And anybody that I, that I, I, I hold in high regard uh, always had a dope team around them. You know what I mean? Even Beyonce got a team of people around them. Uh, you talk about all, all the great businesses and corporations. And one thing that uh, I, I kind of modeled was just a trickle down system and how we handle things. I have a business partner, my man, Shannon Reynolds, who uh, honestly, he's my right hand. He takes care of everything on a day-to-day business because I'm a creative. I am not a businessman, period, at all. I'm a great talker. I'm a fast talker. And you put me in a room, I'll sell Raid to a Roach. But, <laughs> but, but my issue has and always will be, I'm too soft-hearted for some of the day-to-day -day business things that need to happen and man that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of gems right there because 
knowing knowing how to delegate is 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 very important and anything that anyone built that's 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 huge or big or, or worth anything is always a team right yeah every that. single time team. like no one has built a huge university by themselves a huge corporation exactly yeah like governments don't function with one person like it, not, nothing anything is always a team but you also said something else in there um that I think is really important and that's being self-aware. You said, I'm a creative, the, the business part, I had to bring somebody else in a partner with someone. That's important too, because a lot of people aren't self-aware. They don't know what their shortcoming is, right? So they try to do everything. So you, that's, that's a lot of information right there that I, I hope our listeners can pay attention to that because it's not just about delegating, but also knowing what you're strong at and focusing on that. Bruh, because nothing's worse than you handling something that you're not equipped to handle. But because you're the boss, you feel like you have to save face and front like you're good at it. And even now, like when people are like, hey, boss, I want to do this or hey, boss, I want to do that. I'm like, don't call me boss. Because at a certain point in time, you know, things are going to go bad. It will still fall on you. Mm -hmm. It'll 100% fall on you. But the thing is, those checks and balances make those op- those things rare and few and far in between. Because if you got a good team around you, you already know their skill sets, exactly. what they're good at. And it's the trust factor. Like, you got to trust that person, that man. If you say, like, that, that's the dope thing, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I delegate. But if you're standing over that man and you're checking everything, then it, nah. At the end of the week, come report back, what do you need? okay, all right, we can do this, we can do that, this, that, and the third, especially with a show because we, we, our show is weekly. So we're constantly, constantly got so many different moving parts, so many different moving people. There's about 30 people in the company right now. And, now, and I mean, that's just from the ground up. And this is from a guy who had zero intention on building a platform. I just wanted to do a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about nerd stuff. I wanted to talk about Thanos and... And, watch, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you put and the organization, but that's dope though. But you know, it's Crazy funny because last night, last night I was watching. Um, me and my wife were sitting around watching Disney Plus, and um, this thing popped up, and I, I had never saw it. it was called uh, Imagineering. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, it's a I'm not documentary sure. series they just put on there. Um, but it's about like Walt Disney and mm-hmm. how he built like the Disney theme parks. But it's a dope documentary. He has this, t- this team of people he calls imag- like it's basically like imagining and engineering and the same thing. But it reminded me of, of watching that because what you just said. Because the thing about him is he didn't have any skills as, pretty much as an engineer. Mm-hmm. He was a complete visionary. And he would, and it, the documentary like highlights this where he would like give talks and things like that. Like, yo, this whole theme park was an idea in his head. And what he, what he decided to do was get the right, put the right people on the bus. It's a, it's a great book called, um, by Jim Collins called From Good to Great. And he talks about in the book, putting the right people on the bus. So it's not just about hiring people, but hiring the right people. But what Disney was the master of doing is putting the right engineer over here, you know, the right mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and and just using his vision and bringing it all together. But it's anybody out there, it's a dope doc. It's called Imagineering. It's on Disney Plus. But it's like give you a whole new idea. I was like, yo, this dude is like off the chain. His, His, he had constant ideas but he didn't have any and to do it where he, he wasn't did. like the animator and all that. he did right that. no stop and then you see and that's the best part about all of this especially what we're doing because i i i, I wouldn't liken myself to, to 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 you know uh to somebody who would be in media 
because I actually have stage fright. Like a lot of people, I'm, I'm, I'm supremely extroverted. Like I'm over the top. I'm a lot. I'm a, my personality is a lot. But when the cameras come on and, or whenever I hit the stage to do comedy, I have this overwhelming fear that I have to learn. I had to learn to suppress to be able to get things done. Now, when you're building a show or a platform that highlights other people, it eases that because it's never about me. It's about showcasing those around. Like when y'all came on, it's nothing for me to just to sit back and have a conversation. Yeah. And that, and, and that in and of itself organically grew into what we have today. And I always advocate for anybody. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a person of color and you're doing something dope in the community and it's something creative and something that can actually help and uplift the community. Cause like you said earlier, we get into the ratchet. Like we, we, we love talking about foolishness. <laughs> but it can't be that all the time. Yeah. And, and you got to, you, you almost have to entertain, but educate at the same time. And, yeah. and, 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 and having y'all come in and talk about the finances and some of the things that are, we know, we, come on, black culture, that's one of the reasons why we call ourselves the head nerds in charge. Because it's not necessarily that we're the best, but we're going to bring the best people in the best positions to come and tell you about what you need. And that's where a lot of people think, oh, they're cocky or, oh, how could they call them? And they, they don't understand the nuances of the name. The name isn't necessarily us. The name is who we're bringing to you. We're okay. going to bring the head nerds in every field to help you along or educate you or just dope out and, 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 and talk about geek stuff. Yeah. And, and when you have those right people in right positions and give them a platform to get their message out, Oh my God, amazing things happen. And another thing interesting, right? So one thing that I learned just via the internet, right? So I'm someone, like I said, I like geeky stuff, but I also like business and real estate, all that kind of stuff. And it used to be weird, like, because the average person I would talk to from where I come from, because, you know, I come from the hood, like where I come from, really wasn't into the same things. But when the internet came, I was like, yo, it's a world of people out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that were in the same, like me and Corey connected because we have some of the same interests, sports, you know what I'm saying? Ratchetness, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the internet is like, yo, it's a world of people. So my question to you is, in doing this and, and, and building this platform out, are you ever shocked about the amount of people that are into the same geek culture? Like, or, or at this point, you just, you know what it is. I, you know what? I'm, I'm 37. We grew up in our little niche corner of the hood you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of people that were into what we were into. Yeah. Reading comic books? Are you crazy? If you wasn't reading that Bible, boy, or if you wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's not, that's, not, just, that's, that's just not something that we fostered in the 80s. Yeah. And, and I had my comic books, but I kept them in the tuck. And, mm. and I had, like, some five of my... We're still best friends to this day. They were, they were best men in my, in my wedding. And... We were the nerds. We were the geeks. Now, mind you, I was the cool geek because I, I, I couldn't get down. I had to still be able to survive in the hood. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't running around talking about all the comic books I was reading or all the board games that we played or the card games. Now, I grew up in that small uh, market and in, in, in that, that small group. But when the internet came, bro, it was like, that, that discovery in the 90s, and then to see it all come to fruition in 2000. And then when that first Marvel, 
A lot of people think Iron Man was the first Marvel movie. He wasn't. Um, there were other Marvel movies, but yeah. the first one was Blade. Blade. Yep. And, to, yeah. and to be the only black dude in the theater that was like, oh my God, that's a Marvel superhero. But everybody else thought they was just watching a dope vampire movie. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started holding court in the theater. Like, oh, you need to read this comic book, you know, Spider-Man this, and and then there's Morbius, and, and, and I'm breaking down things that people are like, wait a minute, this you just saw this movie, how do you have so much information to, to, to be able to disseminate to everybody? And I'm like, this is from a comic book. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know that? And now everybody's like that. You get what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You come out of a movie theater now, now, whereas I was one random black dude in the theater, now we're, everywhere and it doesn't matter what the fandom is they're t- they're t- they're bringing such obscure geek stuff to the main screen that it's new it's so new for other people they have to get more obscure because now all the all the things that were like like iron man was a d-list superhero Dog, D-list. when i saw when i saw like ant-man and like hey, some of these yeah, come on cats, i'm like yo like how he get the flick yo yeah. how ant-man get a flick <laughs> these wasn't frontline characters like you know like with the x-men you know the x-men that was a cool series because they were frontline characters like their 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 story was all together right and all of those were frontline characters for the story blade was a frontline character because he was the but like a lot of these movies you know like captain marvel like nobody it was, was on the it was on the sideline i mean she had massive powers but, but again she's on like one in every 25 stories but, that, because, but again the medium though like if that, that right. i was saying earlier the, the storytelling in the medium has always been there like they're able to touch on topics that you just can't touch on and i and maybe it's it's, it's like something about like it being animated because even with cartoons now you watch some of these cartoons these are all cartoons yeah Yo, they go these are, they're all the way adult yeah yeah they go in and you're like hold up how'd they get away with that you know what I'm Harley, saying? Harley Quinn, the, the new Harley Quinn series is all the way adult. Like, yeah. and, I, and, and the best part about that is, because Corey touched on it, is the X-Men. And a lot of people don't realize, if you don't read any series, I know, I, I love Black Panther, don't get me wrong, and I love all my Black, but read the X-Men series, because the X-Men series was written to emulate the plight of Black America. They were ostracized, the government attacked them, the, they were they, they were basically uh, attacked across the board and they were supposed to be the underrepresented minorities and Xavier and and Magneto are representation of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and a lot of people don't realize the history that goes into how dope the X-Men are so when they brought them to the screen don't get me wrong that first one was good the second one was kind of trash and the third one I booed in the theater because it was just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was garbage. Should I put it in the theater? <laughs> in the theater, yo, bro. I would. They was mad at me. They, I was so pissed off because I'm, a, you know, that, that that's my medium. So I, yeah. I felt some type yeah. of way. But that to have a world now where we can bring a show to talk about a medium. Yeah. Think about that. We got a whole show based on somebody else's work, and we could talk about that with. We just yesterday I checked the numbers. I think we we're almost touching on three hundred and ninety-seven thousand people. Did you touch and, it? That's dope. That's dope. Yo, know, and and just the fact that just to watch to see how the internet spreads that message because 
like I said, we're so nuanced. We're not only nerds, but we're black nerds. And that's where we see, you know, we, we, we cover some popular uh, culture topics, but we get into the meat of, you know, the nerd culture. Mm-hmm. You don't, you wouldn't think. I, I, I was just happy that somebody was tuned in. Like, I'm glad my mama looked at it one time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's crazy because like within that culture, now you're starting to see, um, you know, you covering it, but I'm starting to see, like, I, I, I read, um, what's it called? Concrete Park. Which are which is like all black characters. Um, yep. There was one I read called Genius. Um, so so there's a lot of like um, material being made with black characters now. So it's like I really feel like we're in the middle of like an, an actual um, I don't know how to call it. I don't want to call it a, a renaissance, but a renaissance. That's a better word for it. Yeah, within yeah. within within black culture in general, because even with what we talk about with bodyhood and ownership, like there's so much of that out there now. Right. Now, it's like we're in the middle of a renaissance, but because we're living in it, we don't recognize it. But the representation pretty much all over the board and, you know, w- within what you talk about, I see that as well. Like I told you, when I read Concrete Park, I was like, damn, this is dope. Everybody's black mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And it, it, it just, see, there's a, there's a couple of dope uh, comic book creators that we not only had on the show, but um, I am just in awe of their talent. It's Concrete Comics, and they have an entire comic book universe based on black characters that's dope and and the, the brother who heads that up is a visionary the like like he set out for i'm preparing for tv and movies and mm-hmm. i want my characters to look a certain way and there's this other young brother who does a comic book called daddy long legs and the inchworm and check that out. he was a, he was an author at five years old wrote his first children's book his dad was an illustrator Okay. His dad taught his son how to illustrate so he could illustrate his own comic books. At 11 years old, he has an entire comic book series and travels around. This is all based in Philadelphia and New Jersey, mm-hmm. but um, he travels around and he teaches other kids how to start their own comic book. Oh, man, that's fire. But you Yo, know that's, yeah, that's dope. That's so important because um, now other kids will see like, yo, you don't have to run ball. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't have to go out there and sing and dance. You can be an illustrator. You could be a writer. Thank you. And, and, and that's, what's, that's what's amazing about what's going on. That's why I said it's, it's a renaissance going on, but a lot of us don't even recognize it because we're, we're in it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, when oh, you're in the storm, when you're in the storm, you're in the storm. And there's exactly. nothing wrong with it. I, I wonder, like, sometimes I wonder if it's going to be a fad or if it's, because, you know, even with media, Hollywood and TVs will always follow a trend. But the thing is, this, and I'm gonna tell you why it's not a fad, because the topics that they're touching on are things that resonate for years. Yeah, you haven't timeless. start. Yeah, Some of the, topic, the topics are timeless. So when you talk about timeless topics, your, your work will age well. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. so that's that's what be happening to a lot of work. Like some work doesn't age well at all because mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's specific to time. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at a, a, a um, I was listening to the game, and he was talking to um to Lily and he said, if you ever listen to Dr. Dre's work, he never allows you to say anything that has the year or the time on it. Yeah, I, I've I've heard Dre say that before. And he says, because if you want your work to be timeless, you can't date it. Mm-hmm. So, so, you that know. Is, 
That's so true. Cause yeah, it, it, I, it's I true. Mean, it's true. But I agree and disagree. Cause one thing, one thing I recognize too, cause I've I always kept that in mind. Cause I've heard Dre actually say that. But sometimes, like things being a period piece, work well too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you, when you represent that period, like okay, this represents that period. Yeah, I get, I get his, pers- yeah. I get, I get yeah. his perspective too, though. Um, but, but, I gotta, but take, but, but take uh, real quick, just, just, but take something like The Watchmen. Graphic novel came out into the '80s, and it was about the Cold War, Cold War, and that was kind of dated. But now look at the new HBO Watchmen series. Reinterpretation is was fire. Yeah. And see, and this is why that's gonna last a lifetime because it's one of the first creative works to touch on the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. Yes. Yes. I mean, Black Wall Street being burned down on screen on a primetime cable network. But see, I think even that's the part of this whole renaissance I'm talking about. The fact that the, the fact that they would even go there. Go there. They, yeah. they greenlit it. Let me tell you, we, 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 there's a there's these dope brothers called um, oh Eric and 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 Phoenix and and they went to uh, Tulsa. They went to Black Wall Street. These are comic book creators, and they are writing a book about Black Wall Street. Ooh. And that their motivation is to do the same thing that they now they were doing this before HBO. Yeah. But the thing is, when even with their platform, they can get the message out. But when HBO did it, they hit millions of people instantaneously, and that work will live on. Yeah, I got. You know what? I got so excited when you said "Why the Last Man" that I never let <laughs> the other two that you. That you uh, said. No, this, I just thought about that. What were the, what were the other two that you were going to mention? Listen, if you're a graphic novel fan, I always tell people "Why the Last Man" is crucial. It's another series called Fables. Fables is, it takes all the, 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 the works of the Brothers Grimm, all your, 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 your fabled characters, and they put them in this dope world where it, it, it's, it's, it's a well-written, it's, it's, a, it's a masterpiece, and, and. It's called um, Fables? Fables. Oh, because I, uh, I got one. I got one I read. I think it's called Grim Fairy Tales, but I don't know if that's something similar. No, it's not. It's not the same. Trust and believe me. And okay. Fables, have, Fables, been going on for a long time, so you okay. got to play a little bit of catch up. And the The Walking Dead, because I'm a oh, zombie yeah. guy. I, I, I'm yeah. a zombie guy. And the Walking Dead series, even though it's one of the first black and white graphic novels that I read, but Kirkman, the way he put that world together. It's crazy. Amazing. Like it's it's way better than the TV show. And I know that's like that's uh, like it's like cliche to say that, but I I read that too. So that I read TV that. show dropped the ball on that. But yeah, listen, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, the, the book was like crazy. Like man, anyway. Listen, yeah. But yeah. imagine being able to drop the ball and still serve millions and millions, millions of, of people people every week. Yeah, that's dope. How about that? <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. your work is so great that they could drop the ball and you still could serve millions of people every week? Yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the benefit of a platform. That's 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 one of the reasons why we you know we 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 wanted to shop that that show around. We wanted to get picked up by other media platforms, and nobody was interested. I mean, who cares about what some black geeks are talking about? Mm-hmm. But but the fact that not only I, I I show mad love to our original platform, PC Radio Live, who brought us on and allowed us to do our show, and had faith that hey, just do it the way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And we gonna rock with it, and I love I love that family for as long as you know, as long as I got breath in my in my lungs. Uh, we reached a, a apex where we wanted to now go from radio 
to just live streaming because though I, I, I truly appreciate the podcasting radio platform, mm -hmm. I started looking at where my audience was and where my people were and they were on the streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. They were streaming video games, but there weren't any shows like that. Yeah. And we were like, well, okay. And it, 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 it was a risk because just abandoning radio and podcasting all together and focusing on making a streaming show. Like I love, I appreciate you saying TV show because that's what we try to, to format yeah. it like. That's what I mean. You, you guys have an actual TV yeah. show. And it's yeah. funny, I was actually on your Facebook page the other day, right? Um, this is after we were on the show. I was, on, I was perusing your page, and you guys had started streaming the, um, the Video Game Awards. So I clicked on it from your page and was watching that, and I just was sitting there like in awe that there's an actual Video Game Awards. Like, the, I, the fact, I'm sitting there thinking about all the times my mom told me to get off that, like, you know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching You wasn't this, reading that Bible, boy. And I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, Oh my, what a time to be alive. There's an actual, there's a video game award. And, and Steph Curry was out, I mean, yeah, Steph Curry was out there like giving away an award for like the video gamer of the year. And Bro, listen, I'm like, there's, there's eSports now. Yeah. That's man. what's, they did, listen, they just built a multi-million dollar sports center dedicated to playing video games. Oh that young God. boy that won the Fortnite championship just won his family $5 million. I'm sitting there watching this on your channel and I'm like, this is crazy. And you know, it's going to, it, like, and for the kids, this is just what they come up with. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's the norm. But we know, we know what it was like back in the day. Yeah. But nobody giving me $5 million to play Mario? No, no. Because we're in this weird no. generation. Like, our generation is weird because, like, we're old enough to know before, but we're also young enough to still be able to use technology, right? So we're, like, in this, this bridge. Listen, I just had this conversation last night with my friends. I was like, I'm not a Generation Xer and I'm not a millennial. I'm yeah. a millennial. I'm we're that we're that niche in that middle where we remember the old way and yeah. we grew up with the new way. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, like it's, all it's the kinda... all the advances in the last thirty years, we've been alive to watch them go. Like I remember, you know, Vectrex and Ooh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember how you know video games used to look, and yep. now you got these, you know. You know these Jones will jump out the screen and bite you if you don't. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm listening to a um a podcast now called Business Wars, and it's they they they're uh, going over Nintendo versus Sony when they first started having beef back in like the uh, 80s or what have you. And it's funny, I was telling my wife, I was like, Yo, I'm old enough to remember, like um trying to get extra time in school to play the Commodore 64. And yeah, and from going from that Commodore, did you going, just say the Commodore? Yeah, the Commodore 64. Yeah, I'm watched. But listen, but going from that to now, you put on a video game and they have like real actors and like you know their faces motion capturing and all of that. It's like come on, like this is out of control. But yeah, but just going back to your platform though, when I saw it on your platform, I was just like, wow, this is this is insane. The video game award and they had a core. I don't know if you saw this. They had like a they sold out a huge arena like. It yeah. was yeah. it was a full production like right. it was it it's was a, yeah, it's better than the BET awards I tell you that <laughs> absolutely it's better it's better than the source awards anybody gets stabbed yeah but, ain't nobody but, throw no chairs no ain't no chairs getting thrown <laughs> ain't nobody get stabbed afterwards 
<laughs> Yo, shout out those awards though, because that was that was. Yeah. Yo, that was, but that that's for, not, for that's that time. It was fire. It was yeah, fire. Absolutely, absolutely. The ratchet, the ratchet yeah. side of of, of the, the business. There ain't nobody walking on stage saying if you tired of your. Your, your, your video game cactus, <laughs> jumping <laughs> on your mushroom, hitting <laughs> on your turtles, come to somebody PlayStation. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody doing that. But see, see how, I, and this is what I love about doing the show. That's what I mean about black people and geek culture. Yeah. See, I could tell that joke, and you knew exact. I don't even have to say who said that. You exactly. knew who said it, right? Exactly. Yeah. From the rip. From the rip. Now, and, and that's what's so dope about us. We already had a hip hop culture and it was rich and vibrant. And when you put that with another fandom like geek culture and you merge the two, that's why I always tell people, I don't care who watches us. It's just as if the people who watch us know that we're representing them. And because it's like you're having a, it's like you're having a, a, a conversation. It's like a bunch of inside jokes. That that, that you know, like, you, like we we just get on here today and we're just talking about like the references and everything you get. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I, and it's I, funny because we'll 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 acknowledge right on air, like white folk, you might not get this one. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> we've had white, you know, Caucasian guests on the on, on the show, and they're looking around like, why is everybody laughing? I'm like, I'll explain it to you later. Yeah, because no, because we gotta have ours. We got mm -hmm. to. And, and, and I always liken it like being at the family reunion. That's why we call our listeners cousins. Because when you, when you go to the cookout, what's up, cousin? And, 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 and when you have those insider conversations and you give that insight, we don't pull punches on anything that we say or do or how we feel about things. We've tackled everything from R. Kelly to, to, to Captain Marvel. And we, 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 we cover all genres and we, it, it doesn't matter who comes on the show, but just know that if you come, you coming into the hot seat, we ain't got no FCC rules. Mm -hmm. we, 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 not, we, we, we not pussyfooting around conversations. And we, one of the dopest conversations we ever had was with a cosplayer. Cosplaying is basically when people dress up like whatever mm -hmm. fandom they enjoy for those yeah. that might not be aware. Mm -hmm. And she's from Louisiana. And she said, I grew up in a family where calling black people nigger was norm. I grew up uh, thinking black people were ignorant. Mm. And black people, I'm talking about saying this to our faces. Yeah. And she said, I had to learn a different way of life. And I thought that was so important to show people because sometimes we vilify our white brothers and sisters so much that even if they come from a, a background of ignorance, they can learn, mm -hmm. they can change. So it's not always progressive to dismiss everybody yeah, who has a difference in opinion and a lot of our a lot of our viewers was like why did you even put her on and this that and the third but even from our base we we're going to do our show the way we want to do our show because mm -hmm. there are there are messages that need to be told and we dictate the messages but i also have no problem sitting back and letting somebody come on the show and spit your game but if i don't agree well, we don't agree. We gonna have a conversation. About and the crazy it. part is, nothing wrong with disagreeing. It's this thing in the world where people like it's a problem with disagreeing. Everybody can disagree, but it, a couple things there. So, Tom Joyner, who just retired, right? Um, the legend what? Tom Joyner. Get out of um, here! Yeah, he just retired. Yeah, he retired like this week. Yeah, this this week was his last show. He retired. But I was watching an interview with him about his retirement, and he said something that's going to stick with me forever. He said that the reason he was successful is because he has a philosophy that he's just going to super serve black people. He said that as he had opportunities to cross over and do this, that, and the third, 
And he says, I'm just going to do what I do. I'm not making content for nobody but black folk, but I'm going to super serve my audience. And there's enough people where I can be successful, right? So I don't have to go outside of what makes me successful because even if you disagree with me, it doesn't matter. There's enough people that agree with me. And I thought about what he said when you just said that, you know, about your show. Because even if people tune out, there's enough people that will relate to your content that it doesn't matter if, if these other people don't listen. That's the one thing I took from what you just said. And the second thing is when you brought up cosplaying, because even in cosplaying, that's come so far. When I saw, um, I think it was like the Iron Man suit that someone did um, at one Almost of Almost as good as the movies, right? I was like, yo, I was like, you know, cosplaying was one thing. I Because I'm, I'm, I like Star Wars too. I know you go to the movies to watch Star Wars, like Catch is out there. I mean, they're they having full saber fights in the parking lot. Like, yeah. so I've been around cosplaying. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, bro. Those, those brothers that had the lightsaber fight in the parking lot that uh-huh. went viral. Yeah. We hired them. They're, oh, they're, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yo, they're, they're called the Urban, it's funny that you said, the Urban Jedi. We're making a movie with them that'll be debuting this year. Oh, I mean, fire. Next year. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. But but my point is though, when I saw this, like, um, I I don't know if you've seen this court. It's like, uh, it went viral too. This person made like an Iron Man suit, and it was so uh, and so big. And I was like, yo, they spent a grip on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Plan is even going to another level. Like that's what I'm saying. But it's money. It's enough money to go around in everything you do. And that's why people. That's why he said what he said. Like I'm gonna serve my audience. It's enough money to go around doing anything you do. You yeah. just got to know where to go get it at. Like, so people, you know what I mean? It. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to cross over. And that's the be thing. Be who like, you are. Do what it, you do. Be authentic. Because the thing about it is there's so many subcultures, like, within the world um, that there's so much revenue. So much, so many things, so many people that are a part of, but the average person just doesn't know. Like, I remember at one point, um, mixed martial arts was like a, a little niche and no one really cared about it. And now, and now, it's, and now it's like a billion dollar, you know what I'm saying? So crazy. These, these little subcultures always exist. But, man, we've been going on for a while. I'm going to ask you a question before we get you out. A couple of questions for you before we get out of here. What is the future for the HNIC? What's the future? Um, we're going to keep elevating our platform. Now, uh, it, it's not good enough to just do one show. Uh, next year, uh, this, this year we formulated our media entertainment company called Mixed Media Revolution. And the intent and purpose of MMR is to build a platform for us by us. And I hope I always tell people my, my ultimate goal. Now I started off just wanting to talk about comic books, but now I want to own the largest black owned media company in the world. Period. Bar none. And um, I, I, I wanted to set the bar so high that it seemed unattainable because that's usually what you have to do to motivate yourself to get up every morning to grind it out. Mm-hmm. All right. That's dope, man. That's how you got to do it. Now, a couple of questions before we get you out of here. And these are going to be difficult questions for someone uh, in geek culture. What is your absolute number one favorite comic of all time? Oh, oh why are you doing me like this? Favorite comic book of all time is, uh, actually kind of easy for me it's uh it's a series called no man's land from batman it's uh gotham basically had an earthquake and was secluded from the world and it's all about how batman navigates not having any backup no help no nothing and the world goes to hell and he's got to figure it out definitely go check uh no man's land out 
All right. Now, this one might be easy for you. Marvel or DC? Stop it. Marvel. I'm now, waiting for someone to answer that DC. No one's ever answered DC. Because, hey, listen, and this is not, you know, I ain't one of these balls that, oh, because of the movies. No. My very first comic book I ever owned was uh, Secret Wars issue eight with Black Spider-Man, which is basically Spider-Man in a black suit. So I was Marvel. I was born into this, molded by it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, out of the Marvel movies, what's your favorite one? Oh, all right. Now that. Uh, Winter Soldier. Win, Winter what, Soldier. Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Bro, that's right Blade. Blade. I said Blade. You should have said Blade. Nah, 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 nah. That's now, not part of I, I, If you look at Blade now. The, 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 Blade is part of the MCU. I know. I, I'm not saying that he's not. But no, what wait, I'm wait, saying wait. is, if you, look at the, if, if you look at Blade now, it looks dated. It looks dated. Didn't age well. Don't okay. be like that. But, but now, go watch Winter Soldier. And I'm a fight scene guy. The choreography okay. in those fight scenes, bro, the fight scene between him and Bucky, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, some of the best cinema I've ever seen. What's, what's the worst Marvel movie? Oh, bro. Uh, now, mind you, why are you going to make me do this? It has to be Iron Man 3 for me. Okay. And then mind you, when you say Marvel movie, do you mean MCU or Marvel as a whole? No, just MCU. MCU. All right. All right. I see. You know, you got to Gotcha. All right. And what's, yeah. what's the one piece of content, no matter what the medium is, that people will be shocked to find out that you like fan over? Like, that you like. I'm going to um, tell you mine, though. Like, when I got Disney Plus, I sat there and watched the whole DuckTales series. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> As yo, you should. Yo, I love DuckTales. DuckTales was the, but I be shocked, but I absolutely love DuckTales, yo. Scrooge was uh, misunderstood. DuckTales, but why? Because you grew up on that. Absolutely. And guess what? Mine ain't too far from you. I'm a Rescue Rangers fan. Okay, okay. The, no, the whole, I, listen, there isn't too many Disney cartoon shows that I don't know the whole theme song to. <laughs> no, bro, we go to karaoke, and I'm, I'm that guy the six foot two, three hundred pound black man talk about sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> goes the through the crack. Like, like, that's what I do. I'll Yo. tell nobody though. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. I just want to say before we got here, man. Listen, keep continue to work because like the platform you built is amazing. Um, is is needed, and um, you know, we wish you nothing but continued success, man. Corey, got anything? We get out of here. I appreciate you, Kurt, man. You 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 had us on. You let us spit our bars. And we're going to do, you know, reciprocal energy, man. We, we putting that same energy out for you. Absolutely. Listen, I love you guys' platform. And that's one of the things that was dope about when you came on the show. I knew right from the rip within the first five minutes, oh, we need to do a whole show about this. Yeah. Because the information that you're disseminating, and once again, we're doing the exact same thing. We're highlighting people of color providing a platform so that we can get the information out because there can't be just us in this. Mm-hmm. There's got to be other people. And however we got to get the message out, look, we're going we gonna to send up the signal flare. All, all they got to do it, is come. And that's why this episode was important to us because, like I said, there's so many avenues that we need representation and we need, like we've had people on from real estate, people that trade options. We've had people from tr- the trucking industry. We've had people on that have built all sorts of platforms, but a geek culture media platform. Like th- there's so many, and I want the, I want the children to be able to say, listen, you can be an illustrator. You can be a writer. Right. 
And I mean, you can still do all the other things. You can be a doctor, lawyer, all, yeah, all the, you, you all the traditional all things. Do it. Yeah, but there are still there are still ways that you know, um, because a lot of times because of the scarcity mentality and, and the whole idea of being safe. If you told your mother back in our day, look, I want to be an illustrator. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you get out of my face. face yeah. <laughs> draw, but you, you, you drawing? That's <laughs> yeah, you drawing. Yo, you know what I mean? And 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 that's the crazy because they teach us that you know you if you want to be a rapper, but look, DMC, a, mm-hmm. a hip hop legend, founder of the game, he got his own comic book. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we can be done. It can be done. Yeah, you can rap can and be, be an illustrator. Absolutely. And man, it's to our audience out there. Make sure you share this content. Give us feedback. Let us know what your favorite, uh, you know, uh, geek culture thing is. Um, and listen, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. We love y'all out there. And make sure, again, make sure you share this content. This is, this is very, very important, man. But we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Peace.